Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Like most of us, Vanessa Lively is emerging from the altered world of the pandemic. And for a gifted and passionate musician like Vanessa, that implies a new album being birthed and touring her music on the road. There have been profound changes in her life over the past couple of years, and the struggles and transformation shine through her beautiful music, lyrics, and voice. She does her self-care, but she's also all about healing and nurturing the world, so evident in the work of the organization she created, Home Street Music, a music program working directly with Austin's homeless folks, founded after she won the Artist Activist Award from Music to Life in 2017. Let her music in to grow, heal, and inspire you as Vanessa Lively joins us via Zoom, not from Austin, where she lives, but as she tours with her music through Oklahoma, Illinois, Nashville, and more. Vanessa, I'm so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I've got to review. You're on tour, so every day is a different place. You're in Lynchfield, Illinois right now. You originally come from Austin, Texas. And where are you going tomorrow? Well, today, I go to Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Oh, wow. Do you have a frequent flyer program for your car? No, I don't even have a frequent flyer mile situation, which I'm going to be sorting all of this out in the future. But no, I, I need to get my travel game up and running to the speed that I want to travel moving forward, because I feel like I'm so eager now to get back to sharing music on the road and when I can. And just doing these two shows this past weekend reminded me how much this feeds my soul to be on the road and meet new people and sing songs and just kind of see the country via the open road. Let's jump right into your music. Often I talk about things with my guests for quite a while before I get to music, but I think I'm going to try and accelerate this a little bit and let the music tell more of your story too. What shall we start with? We could start with Oh Deliverance since that feels like it's the song that really, really was the biggest life raft for me. And how, where did it come in your life? It's an interesting thing that happened. I had been coming out of a chapter of not sleeping very well. And my heart was kind of in turmoil a little bit about what was happening between my husband and I, just our life as we knew it and our marriage, we were strained, very strained. And we had, you know, enjoyed an amazing 20 year marriage. Actually, we got divorced right before our 20 year wedding anniversary, but we had a beautiful life together, like a, a huge adventure of a life. And neither he nor I ever thought we would see a day that we parted ways ever. So it just felt hard to even wrap my head around it. And yet it was happening, you know, and I couldn't understand it or explain it. Or <laughs> So one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this song in my head and I rushed off to the bathroom, my kid's bathroom, and I got my iPhone out and I like sang it into the iPhone, right? Well, then the next day that iPhone dies oh, no. <laughs> and I was at the Apple store and I was like, wait, 
I forgot I, I recorded like a, a demo in the middle of the night. Can I just try to download it? But we couldn't get it up and running. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like I let it go. So then they give me a new phone and all this stuff. Well then, okay. The next night I'm asleep. I wake up in the night. I've got a song in my head. I go to my closet this time. I recorded on my brand new iPhone. And then later that afternoon, I get this sort of download that iCloud backup is being restored and it had that other demo. And I was like, oh, I'm so curious to see how different the two songs are because I had this happen twice in a row, but I was convinced it wasn't the same song, but it was, (laughs) it was the exact same song twice. And I was shocked because I hadn't even listened to it one time after having it happen. So this song wanted to come out, I guess. Obviously. Yeah. And then it just ended up being a song that I, I think I first went to the piano to find where it was. I'm not even a piano player. I just love the piano and I'm babysitting a piano for my friend who's a fellow songwriter named Nicolette Good. And so I've had this piano in my life for a few years now and I've just, I gravitate towards it like a moth to a flame. (laughs) And so I found Oh Deliverance on the piano. Then I found it on the guitar later. And then I took it into a studio in Wimberley called Blue Rock. And I recorded a video and, a, and this song. I've never released it officially. So it'll come out as the first track of my upcoming album, Truth Is. And my guest is Vanessa Lively. Her website, vanessalively.com. Get ready for a deep journey of song with Vanessa. It's called O Deliverance. I am not lost I'm just trying to let go and embrace the fall There is a stillness There is a peace That would come and fill my chest if I could just release This long unending road has got me warm I feel tired and alone I feel torn Oh, deliverance Sweet deliverance You've got me Oh, deliverance Sweet deliverance I fall into your loving arms Find relief I am here now Laying down my load Sitting at your feet Asking you to hold me This burden's heavy And I need relief Won't you help me find my way I will just believe This long, unending road has got me warm I feel tired and alone, I feel torn Oh, deliverance, sweet deliverance You have got me I fall into your 
loving arms find relief yes I fall into your loving arms find relief mm. Our guest for today's Song of the Soul, Vanessa Lively, plays my heartstrings. I am so moved by her music, including that song, Oh Deliverance. You won't find it on a recording yet, but it will be on her upcoming album, Truth Is. I guess that song is something like two years old at this point, right? It is. I think I wrote that one in the fall of 2018. Yeah. And almost all the songs that will be on this record will have been like from 2018, 19, 2020, and then one from 2021, one that I wrote just a few weeks ago and am either recording in Nashville right now, or I'll be back at the Congress House in Austin to record it when I get home. We were talking before I got on the air with you, and you told me a bit about your religious spiritual journey. Deliverance is a word that can have really strong religious signification for people. What does deliverance mean for you? Deliverance means that there is a deliverer. I'll explain where that comes from. So I don't know if you've heard, I, I know you've mentioned to me that your wife practices yoga and meditation and, you know, mudras and everything. Well, I was as another tool for getting through my really difficult time. I was doing a daily practice of yoga and meditation that was very specific for me in that moment. So I went to yoga therapy. It was like a yoga therapy practice where you meet with a practitioner that helps talk about your energy levels and your diet and what you're struggling with and when you're waking up at night. And then they put together this practice that helps to calm your system, calm your body. And what they recognized that I needed was to move through fear. So they had me chanting daily to Durga. Have you heard of Durga? Sure. She has a bunch of arms. <laughs> Well, Durga was who I was focusing on. So I would chant to Durga every day all throughout my yoga practice. And I would meditate, but be with the spirit of God in the form of Durga, this warrior. But also she's she has different mudras with her hands. And then she's also got like a sword. You know, she's like fierce and also delicate and very deeply spiritual, of course. Well, coming from a Roman Catholic background, of course, it's always spoken that God is one God, right? But then I was so fascinated by this idea of these different faces of God, these different aspects. And so I almost was thinking of God as the deliverer, like God as someone who finds you liberation and freedom and is taking you from a place of even just your own entrapment. So I was singing this almost as if it was a deity of sorts, like one aspect of God. And, and that was deliverance as if that was the God's name. I know it's a little bit... Uh... <laughs> complex there. That's a little bit rich. Complexity is can be rich. It can also be stultifying and can close you down. But as you deliver it, Vanessa, it's rich. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go right on to another song, just so I know that you have to check out of your hotel room at some point <laughs> to continue on to Nashville. So what's next? I think I'd like to do the bear next, actually. What's the gender of this bear? Is it a mama bear, a daddy bear, a baby bear? I am definitely feeling she's a giant mama bear. <laughs> I thought maybe. <laughs> you could feel that. Yeah. And this is from your recording, I Am. Yes. Were you identifying with the bear in this song? Absolutely. But you know how we have like these sort of dual parts, like where we can have different parts of ourselves. 
oftentimes, you know, people will say like, oh, the inner child, or then there's the wiser self, you know, we'll sometimes say like, we've got the wiser, higher self, then we've got sort of the more ego, the scared, the fear part. And in this song, I feel like I write from the two perspectives, where most of the song is written in the kind of like, it's sort of like the wiser self trying to speak to the scared self and talking about this part of me, the bigger part that hasn't woken up yet, you know, but then there's one verse that it's maybe it's a bridge where that person becomes like fully embodied for a minute. It's like self-actualized for just one moment. And that's the moment where she owns who she is. And then it kind of goes back to, oh, I forgot, you know, (laughs) who I am. Right. But that is the name of the album. I am. Well, the theme of the album, even just in these two songs is about finding who you are without any other words. You know, there is that, that's a very religious thing that I am that I am. And in the Buddhist tradition, they'll often have a meditation that is just an I am meditation. Like you don't have anything else. You just are. And I'm really intrigued by that concept of just trying to let all the labels fall away and sit with like, what is my essence? What am I just as spirit and light and sound? I'm reading a book right now in preparation for an interview I'll be doing for Spirit in Action, where the author is writing about intelligence. And we base ourselves so much in our society on our cognitive intelligence. I can reason it out, all of that. But he talks about the intelligence, the animate intelligence that we share with all the other creatures, including trees and plants and so on, the animate intelligence where you can be in the I am. Yes. That's why you, you know, yoga, you do tree pose or whatever too, right? Yes. And it's been such a big part of my journey is to connect with the earth and the sky and spirit and to really try to let all the other things that feel so important and so necessary, let them fall away and see what happens. Like, what am I left with? And it's been really amazing of a journey. But this song was kind of the start of it, I guess. Like these two songs were like the very beginning inclinations of wanting to connect more deeply with the earth and the natural flow of life. And the song is The Bear. The artist is Vanessa Lively. And here is from her album, I Am The Bear. Brightness 
of the day got rich beauty with us here today before song of the soul vanessa lively is joining us from on the road she's on tour right now and she hails from austin texas at least at this point in her life the song the bear is from her album i am and i had trouble thinking of you as a bear i mean the only bear i think of is particularly lovely in a way, is Baloo from The Bare Necessities. (laughs) Baloo has a cuddly aspect to him. Of course, we do have teddy bears, but bears are are immense and possibly scary things. Correct. And I experience you not as Durga. I experience you as flowing beauty. What part of the bear were you identifying with? It was at the time when I was trying to invoke these qualities in myself. I was trying to invoke courage, boldness, fire, fierceness, strength, no fear, you know, just all of that. And it did not come naturally to me. I have all of that in me, but I tend towards the flow and the soft and the deep compassion, constant forgiveness. That is me. And when I think of a mother bear, it's like, there's something that just like, you know, a fire that comes up when they are wanting to protect their children. And that's why I would say, oh, the mama bear, that mama bear energy is like singular focus. And I feel like I was trying to, in my life, make difficult decisions that required fire energy to make changes that every part of me did not want to make because I thought, no, me and my husband and my children are going to be together as a family unit and we love each other and this is what's going to happen. And I had a really hard time letting go of these concepts and this dream that we all shared as a family, but I couldn't ignore what was happening in our family. And the only way I could really talk about it is like Eckhart Tolle says that at certain times, relationships might turn into oil and water, like where they just start to separate and you don't even know why, but it's happening. And then you have to honor it. 
And I feel like that was happening in a way. It's like me and Jason were like these two peas in a pod. We were like the dynamic duo. We were the people that everyone almost wanted to be like as far as relationship goes. All our friends aspired to have a relationship as strong and sturdy as ours was. So it felt very confusing to be like, what's happening to us, you know? And yet when we reproduced and had children, different parts of our personalities woke up and other parts that were maybe scared or those woke up too. (laughs) And we found ourselves in a, almost like a war with one another when different parts of ourselves came to the table. And we didn't know those parts before we had children. I think I'm going to look back and know that our children were not only our greatest gifts, but we were also all each other's greatest teachers and that we will have grown exponentially on the heels of all of this trouble and turmoil, but it was not an easy time to go through. And I needed some fire to help me just make choices that felt impossible to make. For me, change of relationship has always been the fire that is hardest to walk through. Yeah. And I'm married to Sandra, which is my second marriage. I've been married to Sandra for 27 years. I think that this relationship will go to the last days that we have together on earth. But I thought that when I went into my first marriage, which only lasted about five years as well. So the transition time, though, is so painful and it's so fruitful. Yeah. That's my experience. And I I think I see that fruit coming out through you. Of course. Yeah. I didn't see it until recently. (laughs) I was just like... It was like, everything is destroyed, you know? I mean, I say that laughing, but I felt like, oh my gosh, every piece of my life has been dismantled. And where am I? And what am I? And I would wake up with this panic every day. Every day I'd have a panic attack that I was waking up into a bad dream, literally like into a bad dream. And I wrote a song. It's, you know, I don't know if you have this song, but I wrote a song on the morning that I woke up. It's called In Between. It's the only song I wrote on the record that's from my new house that I live in. I woke up and my son was laying down in the bed next to me and he was so peaceful. And it was like the first morning I woke up where I didn't have that panic attack. First thing when my eyes opened, I felt like I could see his beauty and his serenity and I could start to feel mine coming back to me thinking like, okay, I think I might be okay. And we might be okay. And I wrote in between as this love song for myself, for the children and for me and Jason, even like it was this like, okay, our love doesn't look the same. Our relationship doesn't look the same, but I love us fiercely still. And I want us to always have this love connection forever as co-parents and family, you know? And so I wrote this song trying to wrap my head around it. And it, it alludes to the road being on the road. And, and you had just said something that was a literal line from it which is why I thought of in between because you said it. I forget what that line was, but you actually said a line from that song and you're talking back to me. I think we're spiritual siblings. Yeah, we are. It's very clear. And folks, we are with Vanessa Lively today. Her website is vanessalively.com. Those words are spelled pretty much the way you'd expect to. So I'm not going to say all the letters, but you can find them on northernspiritradio.org, along with our links to all of our guests for the past 16 years. We have many hundreds of wonderful musicians and activists doing world healing in their own ways. And so check out vanessalively.com, including her upcoming album. which it's going to be called Truth Is whenever it is fully birthed. 
The album is in gestation right now, but very soon you can find out when it's released via VanessaLively.com. Also on our site, there's a place to comment on our programs. And we love two-way communication. Please do let us know what you're thinking, feeling, reacting to. Give us suggestions. It's all good uh, via comments on the NordenSpiritRadio.org site. You can also support us. This work is supported by donations, not by government, not by corporations, but rather by you, the listener. So you make it happen. You make it possible. So please support us, but even more so support your local community radio stations. I think you got a wealth of wonderful local community radio stations, as opposed to simply the national chains down in Austin, don't you? We really do. Yes. Any particular favorites, any that, because community radio stations have this possibility of featuring the voice of the community in a way that one size fits all national broadcasting doesn't work. Right. My favorite is definitely co-op, K-O-O-P. And I, I say that with, in regards to like how they approach their programming, they really do find people that are working in different parts of the community. And then they, they spotlight and focus in, and it's always shifting based on who the DJs are in rotation, but it's just such an eclectic program that you never know what you're going to learn. And I feel like that's a radio station I have learned the most from outside of, you know, my favorite NPR stations, KUT and KUTX. But on co-op radio, it's like I'm actually feeling like I'm getting a musical and even social education because they have so, so many amazing guests that come on. And I've been going to that studio, you know, as long as I've been living in Austin since 2007, just to promote. We've just had a nice friendship and relationship going the whole time. And so I'm, I'm there every time I've got an event or an album or whatnot. I, I do different programs and shows and interviews on co-op radio. So let's give a shout out. Remember to support Co-op Radio there in Austin, Texas. You said you moved to Austin in 2007. Where were you before that? I was in Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chicago, San Antonio. There's so much of it that I would love to talk with you about, Vanessa, but many of our listeners will want to know much more about your music. So let's get in some more songs. Where should we go next? You know, I would love to share in between, actually. This is one that you haven't released yet. I mean, I'm one of the lucky people in the world who get a chance to have it first. And our listeners today, you've already said some things about it. Are you still in between? No, I'm not in between. Well, maybe a little. I feel like this song is not even about someone being in between. It's about the truth being in between these opposing, I've been talking a lot about the middle path. We're in such a black and white existence of like, it's either good or it's bad. We're always judging things like negative, positive. And a lot of times, even the concept of truth itself can be confusing because people's realities are so different based on their experience of a situation, right? And so this song is really more about this concept of truth being in between what we might be seeing and what we might be feeling. That's where the truth of ourselves is, right? And so that's where we want to be is in between. <laughs> it is where we want to be. We want to try to stay in the in-between, like where we're not just on facts and we're not just on what we think should or shouldn't be, which is the stuff of the earth, like the or, or like physical form and ego, and but to sink deeper into like spirit and emotion and our intuition to bring those together a little bit and start to figure out where our personal truth really is. We're going on a journey to our home in between with Vanessa Lively. 
this morning Finally not trying to put The pieces of my life together again There was a quiet hum The gentle touch of your knee Resting upon my head I looked to you Your face was perfect stillness Not a care in the world I learned from you Remembering how to be Without fear or worry Between the words and the dream. 
traveling musically today with Vanessa Lively. Her website, vanessalively.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. That song is in between. And again, you've been enriched by songs that haven't been released to the public yet, but that will be on the release, Truth Is, in the near future. Again, Vanessa Lively is traveling on tour right at this moment for a few weeks of her life, but she's normally out of Austin, Texas, where there's a five and a seven-year-old. Is this very hard for you, by the way, to be away for three weeks? I think... Yes, I was I was nervous about it because I was like, I've never been without them for more than five days at a time. That's the longest I've done. And I've canceled numerous trips, I think three, to tours to Europe. I have canceled three because I just couldn't wrap my head around being away from them for that long. And you can't go to Europe for five days, like two days is traveling, you know, it's just impossible. So I have been nervous about this distance and feeling like they were not ready and I wasn't ready, but this is maybe the first time where we all feel ready. We've been having these hilarious FaceTime sessions that last forever where I'm doing my thing and they're doing their thing. And we're not even really talking, but we're like on FaceTime for a very long time, you know, just hanging out. And we've been sending each other text messages, you know, so I got an iPad set up for them. And Jason, like we worked on getting this iPad working for them to use as their communication tool before I went on the road. And that's really been helping. And then of course it's summertime. And I think they're going to like some sort of summer art camp right now. And they saw their Nani and Poppy, which is Jason's parents. And they of course adore spending time with them and their new puppy. So they're having like their own adventure, honestly. And then, and then when I get back, I will just have them for a really long time too. And yeah. (laughs) Well, it's sweet to know that you maintain that I had to deal with issues about that when my first wife and I divorced and she moved 250 miles away, but we spent so much time on the phone and I I discovered I could play imaginary games with him. I'd make up games and it became his favorite thing to do. So we limited it to an hour every other day that we would play on the phone. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely gone a couple of days like where we didn't really communicate, but then, then we just have these very long sessions. Well, keep the richness coming. And also in terms of the music that we're sharing with our listeners for song of the soul, let's go to return to waves. Now that we're talking about children, cause this was, this one fits very well there. At which point in your children did this song come up? Before I knew I was even a mama, I wrote this song. I know I talked about how O Deliverance kind of came in the night. So some songs do come to me as if it's a dream, like where I'm dreaming it. And then I wake up and I've got a song in my head. Well, Return to Waves was one of those songs where I woke up and I had this song in my head. So I remember crawling out of bed and trying to quietly find it on the guitar and record a demo so I didn't forget it. But I thought to myself as I was singing, I was like, what the heck am I singing about? This is so abstract. This makes no sense. And then fast forward, like I think two weeks from then I realized I was pregnant and I had been pregnant at the time that I wrote this song. And suddenly the song made way more sense because I'm singing to this ocean, become a body, become a soul, rest your head on my shoulder. I'm singing basically to my baby, but I didn't know I had a baby yet. So interesting, but yeah, so this is Return to Waves and it was when Jeremiah was just starting to grow. He's now seven and the album is called Return to Waves, recorded it in my home and also in Danny and Carrie's home studio in in East Austin. 
You'll have to say who Danny and Carrie are. Oh, sorry. Danny Schmidt, songwriter, who you said you've interviewed before. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then Carrie Elkin, his wife, and also songwriter in her own right. They are two of my very best friends. And then two other of my very best friends, Paul Carreri, a musician and producer and everything. And Devin Sproul, his wife, also songwriter and touring artist. And we're all mothers and fathers now too, together. We did all our things together at the same time, babies and music. And so Paul and Devin worked on the album a lot. We recorded at Danny and Carrie's studio. I did all of it when I was pregnant and I had no real focus to put into the work. So then I just talked to Paul and said, how about you just do everything? Like I'll do my (laughs) parts, you do everything else. And he did. He just like poured his heart and soul into it late nights, went through the pain. He was suffering like he still is suffering. He can hardly play and sing because it hurts um, at the time his voice. Like he would have excruciating pain with singing, yet he lays these beautiful harmony parts that are layers and layers on the album. And it's like this gift, you know, it's this beautiful gift that he literally was suffering to make this. But that's what we artists do, I think, is we push ourselves through because we love it so much. And yeah, this was like a community project in a way, Return to Waves. And then when I got home from the hospital of delivering Jeremiah, um, I had to be induced because he was 15 days late and he would not come out. I wanted a natural birth, you know, but they were like, we're kicking the baby out because it's now dangerous, like to keep having that baby in your body. So I was coming home from Jeremiah being born and all these CDs were stacked up in front of my front door and it was returned to waves. And I was like, oh, twins. (laughs) And I remember saying like, well, I know which twin is going to get all of my attention. And it's this one, like who's crying in my arms. And the other one just didn't. So I'm glad to be sharing it now, you know, even if it is seven years later and I don't have a single same cell in my body, but the music lives on, right? The music lives on. And the song is Return to Waves title track of 2014 recording. Storms came when you were made beneath the flickering light. All my words went back to waves. As my body sailed the night The rain had pounded on the pane The wind had shook the floor All my thoughts returned to water As you waited at my door Become a body, oh
Just one more amazing song from Vanessa Lively, Become a Body, O Become a Soul. Just how beautiful and deep and the way that that rose out of you. I I guess your body, your soul knew what was going on even before on a conscious level it arrived. Isn't that how it goes? Our bodies are like so wise. They don't have a way to lie. They always tell the truth. And again, it's called Return to Waves. That's the title track of the 2014 album by Vanessa Lively, vanessalively.com. Any question on spelling, come via northernspiritradio.org because everybody can spell northernspiritradio.org and they won't misspell it. I chose three words that would be perfect be spelled every time because I'm not a good speller. <laughs> had you planned on, had you looked forward to parenting? Absolutely. Like when I was younger, I just always envisioned myself as a mother, but it was hard because I was also this artist and I didn't quite know how to make those two work, self-employed artist and mother. So then my choice was to really sort of just put it off and delay it because I thought, well, I'll just sort of deep dive into my artistry, but I still am quite young. And so, you know, I can revisit this dream. And it was honestly two friends of mine having babies. So Danny and Carrie, who I talked about earlier, they were going through this uh, fertility. They were really struggling to have a baby and going through fertility treatments. And I can only share that because they have shared this publicly and openly now, you know, with everyone. So um, it's part of their story that this beautiful story of getting their amazing daughter, Maisie. But Carrie was privately going through this or quite privately like at the time. And Devin and I were just watching it and Carrie would come home with these charts and be like, and I say home, like we all kind of lived with each other practically. Like we were about a mile apart and then Devin lived in the back house of Carrie and Danny. So we were just like these little, it was like a little communal living chapter of our life. And Carrie would share with us these charts that were like, at age 33, your fertility just 
tanks, you know, and I'd be like, what? That young? And I I was like freaking out, but I'm 33, you know? (laughs) And so I thought maybe I don't have like all the time in the world to become a mother. And I also have lived my life with an autoimmune thyroid disease called Hashimoto's. And every book that I read was like, oh, if you have this, well, you've got probably infertility. And I'm like, oh, infertility, you know, that was at least in the books that I was reading. It said a very common issue with people struggling with their thyroid hormones is that it's going to affect your fertility. So I remember talking to Jason one night, like just a month or two before being like, okay, I'm 33 and I've got this thyroid thing. And, but I also realized I really want to be a mother, but I thought, well, this is going to be, if it happens, it it will, but it probably won't. And it's probably, if it does happen, going to take a very long time. Right. And I think this was one month after I'd had like some sort of discussion. And so, yeah, I was shocked. (laughs) Like thinking, wait, it's actually there like happening. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's like, well, I had no problem then. Good. Well, as you can tell folks, Vanessa Lively is a fertile source of both children <laughs> and of music. And we've got time for just one more. Vanessa, I'm I'm really sorry that we only have time for one more, but I love your music. I love you. And I just think you are such a blessing carrying this around to people in the world. Well, I'm so grateful that you reached out to have me on this podcast and thank you. And all the stations across the U.S. that carry Song of the Soul will be reaching out to you, I'm sure, soon. Remember, folks, you can reach out via VanessaLively.com. What's the last song? You know, I'm torn between two, but I think I'm going to go with Truth Is I Am Found. This will be on my upcoming record. Truth Is I Am Found. The truth is in parentheses, I am found. Tell me about that, what that means. Well, you know how when there's a long title (laughs) and you don't want it to be so long, like you think most people are going to think this song is called I am found. Maybe they think it's called either truth is or either I am found, but they're not going to be like truth is I am found because that's a very long sentence to have as a title, in my opinion. So let's add two more parentheses to make so it longer. Let's add characters to make it even cooler and longer. I just thought to myself, I wanted to call it I Am Found, but then I was like, wait, the thread of this whole record that I didn't know going into it, but I always look for a theme. I'm like, what's the theme of this one to maybe inform what the album title is? Almost every song had the word truth in it. And most of them had truth is. I'm like talking about what truth is. Truth is universal. This voice is our own. That's from Running With Wolves that I wrote. And then... It's like truth is in between the words in the dream. Truth is I am found. Everything had this talking about truth. And I felt like I could not not put it in the title, but I didn't want to call it truth is for the song because that's not where the emphasis is. But it is the name of the album. And yet it's the name of the album because that is the thread. It's not about this song. When I call the album that it's about this theme that runs through all the songs, even if it's not explicitly stated, the songs are about finding truth for oneself. We're rich today in songs that have not been released otherwise. This is the last one. Anything last you want to say to folks before we play this song out for Song of the Soul? I am found. I would just say that I wrote this song in a format that I have a few songs on this upcoming record that are in this, and it's called Translytic, where I take a poem in a different language 
and I translate it, but not really. I translate it just by gut response of what pops in my head when I see this word that I don't know on a page. And my friend Johan Wagner teaches this method in his songwriting retreats that he holds in West Texas. And I was introduced to this at a women's writing retreat from women that had just come out of Johan's writing retreat and into this other one. And they were all lit up about, you know, talking about this translytic approach. And I was so curious and I was like, please teach it to me. I know I'm not officially learning it from Johan, but like, I want to learn it now and use it. And I wrote Violets in the Night as my first translytic, uh, that retreat. But then I joined a songwriting group with Johan and have been writing translytics for a couple of years now. And so Truth As I Am Found was one that I wrote a cappella with snaps. That's how I did the song. And I was in transition. I was, I had moved out of my home, my family home into an apartment with the kids. I moved back into the house when I was writing the song. I was like in between these houses, but also not having no idea where my marriage was going to land, but really hoping that we were still going to make it because we were working so hard. But now that I hear this song, I feel like maybe a deeper part of me sort of maybe knew it wasn't going to make it, but I still was feeling this sort of expansiveness of my own soul and spirit sort of bursting out of all these boxes that I may have even had myself in and was struggling to keep myself in. Yet there was another part of me that was like trying to be like, you know what, in this process of pain and disintegration of everything I know, my spirit has been found. Like I've been finding more and more of my truth and my essence just in going through all these fires and having to find out like what part of me cannot be broken. And I found that my joy and my peace were untouchable and that I always had this grace. I, I never even knew what that word meant much in my life, but I felt it. I felt it when I was in such turmoil. And then I'd feel this like serenity when I'd make a choice, I'd feel serene. And I'd be like, I think that's what grace is. This feeling where you're like, everything has calmed. And I know that as hard as this is, I'm going to be fine. When I put my shows up on the site, I give a name to them. I think that the name for this show has to be Gracefully Walking Through Fire. Yes. That is who I think Vanessa Lively is and what she'll be sharing with us through this last song she's sharing today. I am found. Vanessa, I am so happy I found you. So grateful. I am too. Thank you for bringing yourself here. I know with your traveling around for your tour to bring the extra energy to here is a real gift for me and our listeners. Thank you for doing that. And just thank you for shining your light so intently on the world. Thank you so much. VanessaLively.com is her website. The link's on NordenSpiritRadio.org. You can find all the information out on our website. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Vanessa Lively. Truth is, I am found. I come here alone and unguarded. The walls come down as I leave behind my lair. Casing falls, outpours my joy with the ceiling of stars. Oh, let the earth and grass be my hair My past is the grain In this sober town With so many lies Truth is I am found I say I'm sorry I'm drunk on love 
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.